time for the second half of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head live to the Bill Barr broadcast booth alongside Riley Nelson. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so back here at the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. It's BYU 38 and USF 7. That is our halftime score beginning half number two. USF with a little bit of a shot in the arm, scoring right before halftime to make it a 31-point game. Let's get to our money moment of the game. It's brought to you by All Pro Capital. Put your money to work with smart real estate investments with All Pro Capital. And tonight's money moment of the game, Riley, was the first moment of the game. It was the first snap for BYU on offense. Puka Nakua taking a fly sweep and taking it 75 yards down the far sideline in front of the BYU team area into the end zone for six. PAT made it seven, and BYU led this game 7-0 before it was even 15 seconds old. Money is probably the best adjective. It's become an adjective. You know, it's, it was a noun for hundreds of years in the English language. And the kids today have turned it into an adjective, and I think it was the most appropriate one to describe that play. So very apropos that it's the money moment of the game. Jake Oldroyd approaches, and we are underway here in the second half. He's taken off, something off this one. Jimmy Horn Jr. from the 10. Outside the numbers, far side, between the hashes, near side. Has a nice return going, 30 and 35, 40 and 45. He's got midfield, outracing Jake Oldroyd to the far sideline. 30, the 20, the 10. It's a 90-yard kickoff return for South Florida to open the second half. BYU scored on its first play of the game. To open the first quarter, it took 11 seconds. This took 16 seconds, and USF scores to end the first and start the second halves. 38-13 with the PAT pending. Jimmy Horn Jr. from the 10, 90 yards downfield, slaloming through would-be tacklers, and in for six. It's a house call, and back-to-back scores for USF here in Tampa. 90 yards, but he probably ran 150-plus. He caught the ball on the left numbers, on the left 10, proceeded to then make his way all the way to the right sideline at about the 50-yard line and then cut it back, and because of the pursuit of BYU players, had to take it all the way back to the left sideline and ran into the end zone right in front of the left pylon. That was a pretty incredible return and a little bit of a special teams breakdown by BYU. Kalani hands on hips, head shaking, and uh, again, echoes of 2021. BYU led a game 21 nothing. Ended up winning by eight last year in Provo. This game, BYU led 38 nothing. And with the PAT good by Spencer Schrader, it's now 38 to 14. So a much steeper hill to climb for the Bulls, but they've begun their ascent, scoring to end the first and begin the second halves. Talmadge Gunther's back deep. Davis and Katoa are the up returners. And the Cougs are going to have to get right back on the gas, Riley. It was not a good end of the first half, and that's as bad a start to the second half as you could draw. I mean, that's 14 points in a row, right, uh, that they've allowed to USF yeah. defensively and on special teams. See if the offense can respond by making up for a little bit of that deficit. This kickoff is returnable and fair caught by Gunther at the one-yard line out to the 25. So officially goes as an 89-yard return. It was marked off at 90 to start. They've changed it to 89. Either way, Jimmy Horn Jr. to the house for six, PAT seven. 24-point game where it was a 38-point margin for BYU in the final 30 seconds of the first half. And we're in the first 30 seconds of the second half. 
USF deferring and taking the ball to begin half number two. They controlled the end of the first half and score to begin the second half. Just what you want to do, even though you are down a huge number. Work left to do for BYU. And they got to they got to pick back up here. No Puka Nakua, no Gunnar Romney. So your top two wide receivers are done. Romney didn't play tonight, and Puka's out for the night. Now, others are getting it done, certainly. No complaints there. It's just that you're down your top two wide receivers looking to get it done with others on the field. All right. Jaron Hall's in pistol with Lopini Katoa. Snap to Hall. The handoff, Lopini. Shooting a gap to the right for four. And getting run up on is Clark Barrington, but he's hobbling it off. And Kingsley Suamatai is not the right tackle to begin yeah, the second half. It's Campbell, Campbell Barrington, yeah. I'm not sure if that's injury or tactical, but either way, BYU's vaunted new right tackle is not in the game to start half number two. Holland shotgun with Lopini to his right. No Chris Brooks right now. Underneath, short of the first down. Braden Cosper with the catch. Three yards shy. So BYU's got to convert a third and three here. Or give the ball back to USF in good field position with some momentum. 38-14, BYU leading it. Rex and Cosper to the right. A double receiver stack with Roberts and Hill to the left. Hall. Shotgun. Keeper. And Jaron Hall slides after gaining a first down on third and three. Got six. Knew exactly what he wanted to do on the pull and gets a first down for BYU to move the sticks. Very poised, quick, decisive uh, play there by Jaron and getting past, getting securely past the first downs before starting his slide and uh, keeping this drive alive. Puka Nakua began this game with a bang for BYU but left with an injured lower right leg and was in a walking boot to end the half. Something to monitor for Baylor week ahead. Cougs have work to do to finish this one out. Play action. Deep drop for Jaron. Will go short to Katoa. Katoa makes the catch at the 40. The 45 out near the 48-yard line on a collision of pads near the 50. That's been the third design shot play that's had to be checked down by Jaron. He's doing a great job of not forcing the ball into double coverage, even though I'm sure he wants to, right? Especially after you let them score before half and then they return a kick. You want to get it all back in one play, but he's been poised both in the first half and on that first shot attempt of the second half when it's not there to check it down, and he did so for nine yards. Second down and one after a gain of nine. Terrence Fall is wide left. Cody Epps wide right. Katoa, the lone setback. Jaron Hall's under center. They motion a double tight left. Hand off Lopini. Little sidestep and a burst into the secondary. Lopini Katoa to the 42-yard line. Flag at the end of the play. BYU's not been penalized yet tonight. USF 2 for 15. And we're going to see a hold on BYU. First penalty comes as the Cougars finally get a drive going here. Start half number two. Campbell Barrington will check out. Offense number 83. 10-yard penalty. Repeat second down. Kingsley Suamataia is in at right tackle. Campbell Barrington is out. So Freeland and Kingsley are the tackles left and right. Clock operator, please reset the game clock to 12-23. Really nice play from Katoa. Now, now Greg, this happened, back. this happened downfield. Thank Sig- you. 
well downfield, so we're still only looking at a second and four. Because it was 10 yards from the spot. Yeah. Yeah. So but, second down, long three, almost four, right? But Yeah, by the way, I just got to say that was a weak call. <laughs> we, I saw it on the replay. That was uh, ticky-tack, but whatever. Chris Brooks in the game. Left hip of Hall. Jaron on a three-step. Throws to the far side. Caught and made by Cody Epps on the boundary. Nicely done. Cody Epps moves the sticks on the second and short, which came after the downfield hold on Isaac Rex. So no harm done on the penalty. BYU's first of the night. Timing and accuracy from Jaron Hall. He gets soft coverage or free access coverage from the corner to the field. Signals an out to Epps and takes it like candy. Daquan Evans is the USF player down on the near numbers, so it's an injury stoppage as BYU will huddle on the sideline. 44-yard line of USF, BYU first and 10. Jaron Hall has five incompletions on 24 pass attempts, and one of them, Riley, was the uh, the ball dropped by Keanu Hill on a perfectly placed deep ball inside the five-yard line. Yeah, that ball was so pretty. That uh, People talking about NFL potential, that was an NFL throw. And Anyway, it, yeah, we'll see what... Uh, it happens, right? Keanu's very sure-handy. He has a touchdown in this game. But whether it's that throw, whether it was that out throw to the field, he's been, for the most part, accurate on the screen throws that he's that he's given over the middle to the tight ends. Really impressive performance here in the first half, in the first part of the second half for Jaron. Jaron now 19 for 24, 202 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, a passer rating a very robust 177.4. This after a 156.1 season last year. Leading rusher for BYU still, the wide receiver Puka Nakua done for the night and in an ankle boot. Now Puka was somewhat lightheartedly piggybacked off the field by Soljay Mayava at the uh, end of the first half, but it's worrisome enough that he was done for the night and in a boot, so we'll hope that uh, Puka has a, a quick recovery. We missed a timeout, by the way, on the field. We'll take a break. We'll come back after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Right, so welcome back inside Raymond James Stadium. The two-and-a-half-hour-plus weather delay, a distant memory. As we're into the second half of play, and BYU leading at 13-14, to 14, a 38-14, to 14, a 24-point lead. After USF scores touchdowns to end the first and start the second halves. A TD answer from BYU would feel mighty fine. And it's BYU at first and 10 from the Bulls' 44-yard line. 11.52 to go in quarter number three. Braden Cosper, wide left. Cody Epps, wide right. In the pistol, it's Jaron Hall, trailed by Chris Brooks. Wake and Rex are tight ends to the right. The throw is left on the end to Cosper incomplete. Pass breakup. Cosper on the quick end from the outside left. Had it in his hands, but it was broken up, and it's incomplete. Earlier in the game, he made a tough, sh- a tough catch on a back shoulder that was left a little bit inside. That time, he just let the ball get in on his body and bounced off his chest. And I took, mean, good got, coverage. Got stood, got stood up, too. Yeah. The DB was right there, hit him, you know, a bang, bang right after he caught the ball. But uh, that ball was unabated into his chest. BYU already down to its wide receiver depth with no Romney and no Nakua. We're game one. Hall hands off Brooks. Brooks runs through a tackle. 
and takes a second tackler to the 40 for a gain of four. Third down and six. And this feels like four-down territory for Aaron Roderick to reestablish some momentum here. Second and uh, third and six from the 40 of USF. Jaron Hall in shotgun. Chris Brooks aligned to his left. He's got Cosper wide left. Rex a tight end to the right with Epps and Wake also on the right. Now Wake will shift to slot left. So both tight ends are flexed out left and right. Wake and Rex respectively with wide receivers to their outside. Jaron Hall backs up to the gun. Chris Brooks moves from right hip to left. Play clock's down to five. Snap to Jaron. Option. Toss back to Chris. Collects it. Has the first down. Has more to the near side. Chris Brooks is forced out. When they've run option tonight, traditional option, they've they've moved the sticks or gotten nice gains. Yeah, it's been great. They, and what you saw there at the line of scrimmage, it was originally meant to go to the right. Jaron noticed that they had numbers on the other side of the field. He flipped the play, which is why Chris went to the other side, went from his right hip to his left. And obviously the result was... Very positive them uh, adjusting the first down. That same look would not have been there had they stuck with the original direction. 11-yard eleven, right. gain for Brooks. BYU nearing 400 yards on the day, 393 and counting. 38-14, Cougs on top. 10-17 to go in the third. Cougs first and 10 at the USF 29. Jaron has a blitzer picked up, throws wide right to Chase Roberts. Roberts makes the catch for a first down, and Chase has his first catch of the night. And that is the 12th player with a catch for BYU tonight. That's right. Pretty amazing. I think maybe just 11. No, it is 12, no, I think. He's yep. the 12. Yep. BYU, first and 10 now to the 16. Ball in the red zone. BYU in the red zone. Perfect three for three tonight. Hall goes under center. Brooks is the lone setback. Two wide receivers left. Double tight to the right. Now trips to the right on the Roberts motion. Hand off middle Brooks. Brooks sidestepping and falling forward for a short gain. Two, maybe three. One thing, Greg, uh, I've failed to notice for our listeners is there's been a lot more power. We mentioned how their base run, their fun, their foundational run is a wide zone play. Mm-hmm. Now they're running power, which is much more in the A-gap. For those that aren't familiar with power, that's where a guard and a center will double-team one of the tackles. You pull the opposing guard around to kick out the other tackle, and you hit the run straight downhill. They've obviously identified a weakness in the USF defense and are exploiting it. Two-yard gain for Brooks, second and eight from the 14. Play fake, shuffle to his left. Hall settles, goes end zone, picked off in the end zone. Makayla Point with the interception and out to the 11-yard line. BYU's first drive of the second half ends up with an INT in the end zone. And for a second consecutive year against USF, just not able to keep the hammer down. And he must not have seen him because... Yeah, he was working his way across. His his read was left to right. What's going to kill him on film is if he would have gotten, so that was his second, if he would have gotten all the way back to his third read, who was Chase Roberts, he was standing wide open, literally waving his arms in the end zone. Uh, He just didn't get back far enough to him. And what had happened, actually, was it was zone coverage, and the guy who was supposed to be in the zone that left Chase Roberts wide open was squeezing the intended receiver and picked off. From 38-0, almost nothing has gone BYU's way. Bohannon, dump off left, complete to Mangum for a short gain at the far boundary. BYU led 38-0 in the final minute of the first half. USF scores a touchdown in the closing seconds of the half. Kickoff return touchdown to open the second half. And then BYU puts a nice drive together, and Jaron Hall throws a pick in the end zone. 
BYU should be running away, and they still are to an extent, 24-point lead, but you know that the echoes of last year are ringing through the heads of some of these BYU players with this USF team battling back. Bohannon sees it nearly picked off by Ben Bywater. The pass underneath bangs into Bywater's mitts, falls to the turf for a third down and eight from the USF 14. 8-10 to go in the third quarter. Cook scored 28 in the first, 10 in the second. We're in position for some kind of points here in the third, but nothing on the pick thrown by Hall, whose pass efficiency drops down to 158.3. Bohannon still has to move the sticks here for USF. Mangum vacates out. They go empty on third down and eight. Bohannon forced out to the right, looks to throw on the run, will tuck and be hit on the boundary. Out of bounds, well shy of the marker, almost no gain. Boren on the knockout. And so fourth down and a punting situation for USF. So the Bulls keep the Cougs from scoring but can't advance and will now punt away on fourth down and eight from the USF 14. So a chance for BYU to get right back at it offensively. And finishing that drive defensively was really important. With the offense not finishing their drives and not finishing the drive, uh, the last drive of the first half, it was good to end that on a three and out and they will set up the BYU offense in very favorable field position. Waiting on the goal line is Andrew Stokes, the 28-year-old. Aussie has it go through his hands and through the end zone for a safety. BYU gets to 40 on the high snap through the hands and over the head of Andrew Stokes. 40-14 to 14 on the safety, and BYU will now get the ball back on the free kick. Completely airmailed, Greg. I don't. You said through his hands. I wonder if he even reached it. That thing was way high by the long snapper. So Andrew Beardall with the long snap beyond the reach of the uh, punter Andrew Stokes. And with a timeout on the field, we'll take a break. BYU 40 and USF 14. So the Kooks catch a break and get two points in the process. It'll be BYU on offense after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so BYU just recorded its first safety in almost eight years. BYU last had a safety in 2014 against Savannah State. So eight years later, BYU scores two on the high snap for the punter, Andrew Stokes. And BYU goes from leading 38-14 to 40-14. BYU football brought to you in part by Built Bar. Built Bar has introduced a new cougar tail puff inspired by our very own 16-inch maple bar served at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And the best part about the Built Cougar Tail Puff is that you support the BYU football program when you buy one. BYU 40 and USF 14. Cougars will get the ball back on the USF free kick. Greg Grubel and Riley Nelson up in the booth, our built bar broadcast booth. Down on the field and in the Zions Bank end zone, it's Mitchell Jurgens. So the ball from the 20-yard line, and they'll choose the kickoff option, or will they? Yeah, they're going to choose the kickoff option. You can free kick it from here, too. Or punt it away. They'll go with the uh, the, the tee up. And Spencer Schrader will boot away from his team's 20. So Davis and Katoa at the BYU 30. The deep returner is Gunther at the 10. Good leg into it. And from the 5, Gunther. 10, 15, 20. And just the 24. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's, a, that's a deep kick and excellent coverage. So BYU from the 24-yard line, first down and 10. 
So the first uh, big mistake of the day for Jaron Hall was the INT thrown in the end zone. It led to an ensuing USF drive. It ended in a punt that resulted in a bad snap and two points for BYU. Anyway, so BYU with a 12 pass catchers tonight. The last time we had BYU had more players with receptions was against a Texas State in 2020 when 14 players caught a pass. Or thanks to my stats intern, Rhett Putnam, for that tidbit. Jaron Holland shotgun. Throw on the right flat to Katoa. Makes the catch immediately. Oh, he stepped through a tackle. And ends up with a 15-yard game. And he looked to be stopped at around 8 or 9. And they may say he stepped out at 10 or 11. So first down either way, but nice work by Pini. Yeah, it was great evasion. I mean, the tackler had his arms wrapped around his hips, but Lopini's always had great balance and a low center of gravity. He was able to run through it for a couple more extra yards. So BYU moves the sticks out to the 36. BYU's yardage advantage now 420 to 181 and 40 to 14 on the scoreboard. Hall, pistol with Katoa. A turn and handoff to Lopini. Lopini lowers the shoulder pads, then dives forward for a gain of three. Second down seven for the Cougs. Clock running to 647 here in quarter number three. BYU home to Baylor in the Cougs home opener next Saturday. Baylor tonight opening with an FCS foe and leading Albany 35-7 to at halftime. BYU did them one better. BYU was up three seven. points. Yeah. yeah, BYU had a three-point edge on the halftime lead. Against an FBS. Against FBS, yeah. Advantage BYU. All right, 40-14 to 14 Cougs, second down and seven. Swing pass Roberts, nice back shoulder catch, and has a first down. Chase, oop, flag at the end of the play. What is that? Chase uh, took a shoulder knock at the sideline, then the flag you, was thrown. You can't call targeting on the ball carrier. No, so he, he, he lowered the, the shoulder. Player. You can't call Chase on that. Chase is getting hit on the sideline. He rocked the dude's shoulder pads, but for a first down and a flag flew. What's the call going to be here? That's interesting. It was right. There were no other players. I mean, that was Chase Roberts and the two defenders who were forcing him out of bounds. Are they going to say Chase led with his head on that? He was protecting himself. This will shake my face, my faith in the future. Of I think America. that's where the I think that's where the discuss what they're discussing is whether Chase led with his helmet. There's no foul on the play. There we go. Long so the flag flown a flu, but a discussion and no flag. That'd be hard. Yeah, you're right. That would shake your faith in officiating <laughs> in the sport of football. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because Chase has had to he had to just lower it and, and prepare for impact, and he got hit head to head. Like there was a head to head contact there. They might even. That's maybe, maybe that, it was late hit. Maybe they yeah, thought he had a perhaps. Out of yeah, it could be that. Well, uh, that but that's, I, I, that's what I'm going to tell myself. Okay. If they were if they were thinking that that was targeting, then yeah, that was. And it might even be looked at upstairs for that because there was a helmet to helmet knock on the sideline, but it was very much you know, kind of in the run of play, and they say no flag. Roberts motions as the handoff goes. Brooks, Brooks to the secondary. Chris Brooks, maybe gone. He is 30, 20, 10. Welcome to BYU, Christopher Brooks. Touchdown, Cougars! Chris Brooks up the middle and in for six. I talked about it on the last drive, Greg. They've noticed something hitting it straight up the gut on the A-gap uh, with that power run scheme. This was not wide zone. They had the pulling guard, who was Harris Lachance, comes around, kicked out the, the wheel side linebacker, and Brooks, all he had to do was stay right up inside. Lachance is right up inside his block, and he was off to the races. And for 235 pounds, he outran all the DBs. Yeah, that was nice. Jake Oldroyd on for the PAT. 
Hold down by Rico. Kick is up, and it is good. And the Cougs recover from a little hiccup to end the first half and start the second. And now it's 47-14. to 14. He didn't have much of a move to make, but he moved quickly into the secondary for our Bailey's move of the game. It's Christopher Brooks. It is our Bailey's move of the game, brought to you by Bailey's Moving and Storage. We move with you every step of the way since 1952, and every step Chris Brooks took, took him into the end zone. BYU scores another Mountain America Credit Union touchdown. It's another $250 donation to the American Red Cross, courtesy of Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU back on the board and back in business. 47-14, Cougs lead the Bulls in Tampa on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 5.32 to go in the third quarter here in Tampa, Raymond James Stadium. BYU 47, USF 14. Time now for another pigskin scoring summary brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers and the National Pork Board. Utah Pork Producers providing hundreds of jobs in Utah while producing safe and nutritious pork. Real pork. Rails by raised by real Utah farmers for real Cougar fans like you. For more information, follow Utah Pork Producers Association on Facebook and Instagram. That scoring drive, four plays, 76 yards, took exactly two minutes off the clock. The last play is a 52-yard Christopher Brooks touchdown run. And on that touchdown run, Riley Nelson, he goes over the century mark in his first game in a BYU uniform. Chris Brooks, 10 for a buck, 12, and a score, and a long of 52 on a house call. You love to see it. And he, he's been uh, he's had an absolutely stunning debut. And what I like to see is Lopini Katoa is not far behind him, averaging almost seven yards a carry as the second uh, load carrier. Here are Chris Brooks's 400-yard games at Cal. 111, 120, 131, and 197. So his fifth college 100-yard game. Kickoff by Oldroyd, Brian Batty. To the 10, the 15, another gap is shot to the 25, to the 30, running down the boundary, 35 and 40. It's another big return and a tackle out of bounds. The flag flies, yep. They tackled him out of bounds. George Udo tackled him five yards out of bounds, and that's going to move it to past midfield. So BYU has some special teams things to clean up here in the second half. Schematically, for our listeners at home, what's given them trouble is they're trying to corner, right? They're trying to coffin corner them by kicking it inside the numbers to one side of the field or the other. And South Florida is just taking it horizontally the all the way over, left. Personal foul, late hit out of bounds. Kicking team number seven. 15-yard penalty will be added to the end of the run. First down. So just like that, USF on its two kickoff returns in the second half has a touchdown and a first down at the 43 of BYU. Cougs having a heck of a time just maintaining the strong momentum here after one good play comes uh, something good the other way for USF. USF and BYU territory on a straight tackle out of bounds. Gary Bohannon, shotgun. Michael Dukes, the Clemson transfer off his right hip. Give to Dukes, and Dukes goes second level. A gain of seven, nearly eight on first and ten. Give him nine. A nine-yard run. Peyton will guard the stop. So USF is nearing scoring territory again. 5-10 to play in the third quarter. BYU's up 33 points. It's a comfortable margin, but some uh, things to tidy up here in the second half for BYU to keep the momentum earned on offense. Three down linemen, backers pinch. They're going to bring four, and the handoff goes left. 
to Michael Dukes. He's got the first down on second and one. Gain of four to the 30-yard line. Give him the 31. BYU 47, USF 14. BYU led 38-0 before the Bulls scored, and they scored to end the first half and start the second half. A touchdown on the ground to end the first and a kickoff return to start the second. Gary Bohannon shotgun. Michael Dukes aligns to his left. Trips left, including a, t- a wing back. Single wide right. Play fake. Two-step on the seam. Oh, it's dropped. It's dropped by Jimmy Horn Jr. He should have been first and goal at the 10. But as he went to the ground, he couldn't haul it in. Not a great throw, but catchable, and they don't haul it in. It'll be second and 10 from the BYU 31. It was definitely a tight window as Malik Moore was sitting there in the safety position, breaking on the ball. I think Bohannon maybe put that ball low on purpose so that his receiver didn't get lit up. Either way, it was uh, really tight and incomplete. Second and 10, Bohannon and the Bulls. They motion to trips right with the tight end, Greenwald. Chest high snap to Bohannon. Draw. Dukes. Dukes runs through two tackles. Third is run through, and a fourth finally gets him, but a six, seven yard gain upfield. A flag. Maybe hold on USF? Yeah. On the left side of the formation? Definitely. Holding. Offense number 74. 10 yard penalty. Still second down. Center Brad Cecil is whistled for the hold as he wrapped up Caden Haas, and Haas was calling for that flag and looking back to make sure it flew. So it'll go to the 30, the 41-yard line of BYU. So second and 20 at the 41. 4-0-1 to play in the third quarter. BYU by 33 right now, 47-14. to 14. Bohannon shotgun. They go empty. Trips to the right. And the screen to the right to Batty. Batty makes the catch and is triple teamed by the host of Cougars on the near sideline. Keenan Peely, the last of the three to finally yank him down. It'll be a short gain setting up third down and 15. So a gain of five on second and 20. Third down and 15 for USF. And close to scoring territory. 36-yard line. It'll be 53 if they get nothing. Third down, 15. Snap to Bohannon in the gun. And Bohannon throws complete to Weaver for a first down. And he's got more to the 10-yard line, first and goal. On a third down and 15, Bohannon to Weaver, deep down the field, and to the 9-yard line, first and goal. Weaver is a very quick and shifty uh, wide receiver, as evidenced by the success he's been able to have over the middle of the field. BYU was in a collision technique where the underneath DV was supposed to try and collision him off his route, and he completely whiffed, giving giving Weaver a free release down the field. Bohannon was going to him, I think, regardless. He's been his most trusted target tonight. USF first and goal from the nine. Ball between the hash marks. Bohannon shotgun. He's been there all night. He's got Batty to his right. Going to motion. Dollison handoff. Batty off tackle left. He's going to run into the end zone untouched. Touchdown, USF. Since taking a 38 to nothing lead, BYU's been outscored 20 to 9 by South Florida. And it'll be 20 to 21 to 9 with a PAT if the kick is up and good. Something about second halves against this USF program. Obviously, in 2019, it was enough to let the game slip away. I don't think this game is in jeopardy. There's just not enough time, and BYU's too good. But 
uh, to, you don't want to have poor second half performances because when you get into games against a more competitively matched opponent, it's the second half that often determines the difference. Well, there will be a, a, a there'll be a lot of good uh, talking points coming out of this one for BYU, even with a win. The PAT from Schrader is up and good, and it's 47 to 21. So USF has outscored BYU 21 to nine since BYU took its 38 to nothing lead. Touchdown run from Brian Betty, a nine-yard touchdown scamper. We'll stay right here with it. 47 to 21 is our score. BYU football on the new skin BYU Sports Network is brought to you by Explore Utah Valley. Fly to Provo with nonstop service from 13 destinations across the country and touchdown just minutes from campus at Provo's new airport terminal. Learn more at utahvalley.com. Produced in cooperation with Explore Utah Valley and the Utah Office of Tourism. BYU 47 and South Florida 21. When BYU allows 21 or fewer, as they are doing right now, they're 35 and 9 in the Sitaka era with 16 consecutive wins. Looking to make that 17. Some rushing numbers of note. Uh, Chris Brooks, 10 for a buck, 12. And Puka Nakua, 3 for 76. Chris Brooks becomes the 11th different player to run for 100-plus yards under head coach Kalani Sitake. Spencer Schrader will kick off. Talmadge Gunther will let it go into the end zone for the touchback. BYU out to the 25. So time to uh, reestablish some momentum. As the Cougs have seen USF score touchdowns to end the first half. And have it happen twice here in the second half. Two times in the third quarter. So USF's first seven drives make it six drives of the day. Where punt, interception, punt, 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 and turnover on downs. And they've since turned around and have scored touchdowns on two of three possessions here in the third quarter. First down throw in the left flat to Cody Epps, and he's one-on-one tackled for a minimal gain, four yards, as Amaris Brown makes the stop in the left flat. So that's a play that's normally going to go to Puka Nakua. Obviously, it's going to Cody with Puka out with the ankle injury, and he was just a little indecisive on which way he was to go. The throw was delivered on time. He had plenty of space with the DB, and that you have to pick one side and attack it, and he kept going back and forth unsure of which way to attack the defender and was stopped for a shorter gain than it could have been. Three-yard gain to Epps. They go pistol, Lopini Katoa trailing Jaron Hall. Wide receiver left. Tight end and wide receiver right. Keeper for Jaron Hall. Hall, a nice hurdle to get to the line to gain. Well done by Jaron Hall on second and seven to run for eight. Yeah, it was a good pull and a good little hurdle. To The hurdle actually helped him kind of avoid contact and yeah. avoid getting stuck in, in the middle of the defense. And I credit a USF defender for laying off at the end of the run for not taking a pop on Jaron and holding off as Jaron hit the deck after the hurdle. 36-yard line of BYU. Cougs have moved the sticks to first and 10. Ball near hash. BYU right to left as we see it and you hear it here in the third quarter. Cougs still in their territory. Jaron Hall in pistol formation with Katoa. They motion Epps, who stops and reverses course to the left flat. 
Jaron looks left flat. Pressure comes in. Sets to fire and now dumps it off in the left flat to Epps. And Epps will step out after a minimal gain again. Short gain for Cody. So Cody Epps makes his fourth catch. The leading receiver for BYU today in terms of catches is Epps. And the tight ends after eight first half receptions have zero in the second half. No, but not without uh, being on the field a bunch. They've had two or three tight ends on every play so far on this young drive. In fact, on that last one, they were looking for Dallin Holker on a deep cross, but he was double covered by a safety and a linebacker. BYU's eight yards away from 500 for the night. Second and eight from the BYU 38. Lopini goes middle to the 40 for a gain of two. Third down and six. So a couple of short gains, and BYU will need six yards to move the sticks. With 25 seconds to go in the quarter, the Cougs will let the quarter expire. We'll go to the fourth quarter with BYU leading at 47-21 to 21 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.